You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You have arrived at your destination. Oh man okay so i'm gonna try not to cough yeah okay yeah, yeah. it's uh <laughs> it's funny it's 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 yeah. one of those things where like this morning i woke up with uh-huh rock and allergies oh yeah um oh, it was yeah. really hot yesterday it cooled down there was yep. a storm pollen in the air oh, gosh so i've got a little bit of like that scratchy dry cough definitely and uh-huh. some nose runny and my uh, my allegra and all that stuff's kicking in right now right? yeah so yeah. i'm feeling yeah. like normal it's a bad time to be an allergy boy let me tell you yeah yeah like i i struggle every year yeah for a time, a, a very specific block of time, and it just so, yeah. so happens to start kind of like right now <laughs> yeah. and end yeah. like after Halloween. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. And uh, so for, that's probably about the time of this this uh, <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Best case, that's when you know you're going to yeah. be freaking out the whole time. That, I mean, because we live in the Ohio River Valley in Louisville, and that's yeah, air just sits and all that pollen yeah, just sits. It just in catches here. all that. Oh nasty <laughs> it really does yeah i've been i've been uh coughing as well and i'm like i'm like oh gosh i mean all's all's fine okay all's fine so far social distancing yep. hand washing staying safe staying you know mm-hmm. responsible that kind of thing um yeah my knuckles are actually com- ridiculously dry yeah almost almost like they're like scaly yeah from washing my hands <laughs> so much we're just gonna be fish people on the other side of this so um, so um, i have a bone to, i have a bone to pick with you excellent okay let's do it Uh-oh. you did something oh god you, you said something bad oh no oh god and this was like two months ago okay <laughs> shit oh no what could it have been i'm and, wor- this uh, is the this is the best way to make me freak out <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding it's not bad okay all right but it's 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 something you should be worried but about. it's terrible okay so it was probably the last episode <laughs> we recorded together okay uh, in person in person yeah during during the day back in the before times yeah, yeah. so this was like <laughs> this is you you have your you have your bourbon records yes your bourbon beer records and you have your coffee records that's true and the last time we did this I offered to make you an americano okay and you said uh, something <laughs> like nah man I don't like that water watery stuff uh huh <laughs> yeah I don't like that it's like Dog, you've you've never had one of my americanos. <laughs> That's true. What do you know about my americano? You're thinking like, okay, you get a single yeah. shot iced americano at like Quills or something. Oof, yeah, it's yeah. it's gonna be <clears throat> kind of a watery mess. Sure, it's gonna be yeah. water with a little coffee flavor in it. Yeah, these americanos <laughs> I make, yeah, kick me out. Like they raise my anxiety. Okay, immensely. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, that's how you know it's joke. good. Yeah, that's how you know it's good because you're worried yeah, about. I'm, things. I'm sipping on one right, my second one of the day right now. It's like, oh god. So how yeah, many how many shots are you talking about here when you're talking uh, about you know? I do a double shot in each one. Okay, but if you know if if you're gonna be like that, I could yeah. I could quad that mess. Yeah, I mean, okay, fair enough. I mean, next time when I'm uh, you know after the after the world has ended and I'm back over yeah. there, I'll definitely I'll take you up on it. As opposed, I feel like when you offered that, I had like I had a coffee. I think did I have a brewed coffee with me or something? I don't know. I might be making it up. Whatever. 
Whatever. So Who today cares? today we're recording like mid-afternoon. And so yeah. I'm going to do the mid-afternoon. Wait for it. I'm going to do the mid-afternoon Diet 7-Up record. Gross. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> you mean that watery garbage? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm just kidding. It's not water. It's Man, so like, I used to be, like, so, like, okay, I'm going to start drinking, like, seltzer waters, yeah. like, bubble... bubble. I call them bubble waters. Bubble waters, yeah. Dog, I love these things. <laughs> like, I yeah. breathe... Uh, <laughs> I don't even care what brand it is at this. Like I, sure. lo- I don't know what happened. I don't know what the uh-huh. switch was. Yeah. Um. But I love them. They're so good. And now when I think about like a diet drink or something, oh, it's you don't like, like that. You don't like the. Ooh. You don't like the. You're one of those guys who doesn't like the fake sweet. Like that's your thing. Yeah. You think it tastes like fake sweet. Yeah. I'm also. I also think eventually it'll turn your brain into mush. Yeah. Probably. Okay? I mean. Yeah. But you know. So will time. Like, it's fine. That. Yeah. But like, what a. <laughs> What a sword to like die <laughs> on. <laughs> Diet seven up. <laughs> well, he was he was a good man, but he just couldn't yeah. stay away from yeah. the Diet Seven Up. That's fine. Uh, yeah, it's all right. And you know what the you know what the last thing is? Mm. I've been calling uh the man of the hour, the guy we we're getting ready to talk about. Yeah. D gloves. Uh-huh. Yeah, Donald. And you know what's awful about that? What's awful? What? And I, I just put it together when we started recording. Okay. When, right before we started, we had a little conversation <clears throat> before we started recording. Yeah. I think we said, "You ready to do our deglove episode?" Yeah. And all I can think about is what degloving means. Oh no! Oh God! Nope. Nope. So to deglove somebody. Nope. Oh Jesus! And uh, I want to oh, say that fuck. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. Almost degloved once. Yeah, it was. And for was, those of you yeah. don't, who don't know, imagine <sighs> the skin around your hand is a glove. Uh-huh. And taking that you, off, that's you degloving. Just deglove. So <sighs> Donald Glover. No is, more of that. No more of that. No more of that. Welcome, everybody, to the Common Creatives Podcast. My name's Will. I'm the doctor. And he's waiting for me to say I'm Joe. <laughs> I am uh, the maestro. That is true. I was waiting for that. Uh, yeah, so today we're talking about Donald Glover. We're not talking about degloving. Yeah, for those not familiar with Donald Glover, yeah, he's also known as yeah. Childish Gambino for the music lover in all of us, and also uh, he also DJs under the name Mick DJ, Mick uh, DJ, Mick yep. DJ, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has he has aliases. Yeah, who doesn't Man, know who what, Donald Glover is though? I mean, right, on, you know, right. He's enormous. well. I mean, like I've I've mentioned him before, and and someone's like, oh, that that old actor in a Lethal Weapon. <laughs> right oh yeah danny glover right it's like which is which is yeah. obviously donald glover's dad clearly right clearly, clearly. yeah of course <laughs> you, get, you get two famous people both named glover there's yeah. no i mean that's how it works they're the same ethnicity <laughs> like yeah, same okay, exactly it all adds up to me it all adds um, up no they, they're not related <laughs> they just happen to have the same last name yeah come on so donald glover is an american actor comedian writer this list goes on and on comedian yeah. writer producer director musician and as i mentioned before dj and he's born in 1983 so a few years good older year. than us yeah good year good year a few years older than us he got his start i mean where should where should we start with donald Glover? Okay. where do you want to jump in so let's let's uh let's start at the beginning okay so, like, let's do it. he he essentially uh got his start doing comedy in college yeah at nyu he went to nyu yeah he he puts uh i actually didn't even i think i made a note of it and i i, I hadn't even thought about this uh-huh. group for years and yeah. years and years yeah, yeah. but uh 
Derek Comedy. Derek Comedy. Yep. Uh, was this group of ca- kind of reminiscent of like a Lonely Island or something like a yeah. group of comedians or or the the guys who did uh, Super Troopers. Uh, what were they called? Uh, Broken Lizard. Broken yeah. Lizard. So mm-hmm. that type of kind of group who just were on the the very foremost yeah. wave of internet sort of um, internet sketch comedy. Yeah, kind and of they thing. actually did this sketch that I will hint at. But I will never say again. Okay. And you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. And I don't think you're going to know that this was Donald Glover and Derek really? Comedy. Okay. It's a spelling bee. <gasps> yes. Yes. And Oh, my God. That was Donald Glover? An, and the word in the spelling bee was N-word, F-word, both derogatory terms uh-huh. for minorities. Yeah. And... It's all these people oh really struggling gosh. to say this word, oh, and the and yeah. the and and at the end, one person, one I think a young lady was just like, <laughs> "Here's the word," spelled it out, and yeah. then did the whole spelling bee thing. And at yeah. the end, Donald Glover just looks at her and said, "I heard what you said." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It, but I totally forgot. I even looked up Derek comedy for this episode, and yeah. I had completely forgotten that. that but the sketch yeah. is so. And I, I, I would assume this is something that like he he doesn't you know it's like yeah times um, have changed times have changed yeah even um, though even though it wasn't like a malicious skit oh absolutely at the time, not it's but yeah. it's just you know you just don't it, it, it's just absurdist humor it's it ridiculous. is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but so funny. you can still find the the clip but it's like degraded and really? like four by three okay. and it's like yeah it was really honestly the start of yeah what we now know as watching videos on the internet. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I like I said, I looked up a little bit of Derek comedy stuff um, to do this. And do you know where that name comes from? I actually didn't find that. Um, nope. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I watched like a couple of their skits. One of them that was really, really funny was called. I don't know if you've seen this one, but it was in decent quality, and it was called uh, "Don't Jerk Off to This." <laughs> Did you watch that one? <laughs> I um, don't know. I've only seen a couple of them. Yeah, this was the one where the three members of Derek Comedy are all staying like they rent a place and they're having a vacation together or whatever just like three dudes going on a vacation and they rented a house and they go inside and it's like a three bedroom they all have different bedrooms and there's a picture of a bowl of fruit with a post-it note on it that just says don't jerk off to this and it starts as a joke like what who would ever blah 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 and then like in the middle of the night they all end up sneaking out of their (laughs) their bedrooms and going after the picture and it just devolves into even more absurd you know things than than the right. premise uh and so yeah. it is this sort of absurdist kind of humor that he's involved right, with exactly. early on so that that thing kind of happened during yeah. his during his nyu times yeah there, there was even another sketch and i mm-hmm. I, I all i remember was feeling kind of offended <laughs> offended when i was watching it uh-huh, yeah but like remembering that if i had seen it yeah. at the time right i, I my mind and 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 we're in a much better place now is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, of course. To where yeah, yeah. we can actually feel, um, <laughs> you know, the, the yeah. correct feelings for something. Yeah. And again, like, this is like, you know, coming from the perspective of uh, a minority, right? Yeah, sure. So, like, I'm not, like, throwing shade at Donald Glover at all. Cause, no, no, no. Uh, it's just... You, but, you will, you will yeah. soon come to find out that we both think the guy's kind of a genius. <sighs> yep, you sure will. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, you're right, and I hadn't even thought about that with... Uh, I, did, I didn't come across any of the sketches that read as really out of date like that. Right. But it is interesting that those are there, and, and that, I mean, this is such a young 
guy. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. I want to say that because he's just a little bit older than me. Uh, but like, he's such a young guy that it's like it shows how much times have changed. Just the yeah. fact that when he was in college, he was making stuff that now it would be like, yes, you know, exactly. Um, so I yeah, can get that laugh in a better way. You know? Yeah, he would have been in college in what, like two thousand two thousand one. Uh, yeah, so? I would suppose so, somewhere around there. Um, yeah. So you know, almost twenty years ago. Yeah. So twenty years is a long time. Yeah. Like yeah, definitely. Definitely long time um, for culture. Um, he he also wanted to. His goal apparently when he went to NYU for arts was to write for Matt Groening for The Simpsons. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, he wanted to write for. I don't know if he wanted to write for The Simpsons particularly, but I saw mentioned that he wanted to write for Matt Groening. Uh, that was like yeah. his goal. And he Which, ended, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and if you, and if you think about that, you know, The Simpsons was that show as a kid. Whenever you know, growing up in like a a small town like where there are more churches than anything sure yeah i remember feeling weird about watching the simpsons Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. which is ridiculous right yeah sure but like well my parents were cool like we all watched it at dinner time but then i had other friends who were like oh i'm not allowed to watch that can't watch you know what i mean i can't watch and it's like well you know that they were always kind of like they were like the first south park right they're pushing yeah you know pushing the boundaries of of satire, sure. I think. When I think that's exactly what Derek Comedy did. I, yeah. I think it's 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 nonsensical. Yeah. It's but it's also very very much satire. Well, it is, and and <clears throat> this is something that we'll come to later on when we talk about how his career develops. But I think in Derek Comedy, you can see early elements of yes, it is absurdist, but at the same time, there is also it's absurdist in a sense that sort of transcends kind of a Tim and Eric awesome show absurdity and it leans more into like a surrealism like a surrealist absurdity and i think you really see that come out in his later work in a more sophisticated way yeah also he when it was either when he was at nyu or after the fact he ended up being a member of the uh of ucb um or at least did some stuff there and I, I don't know if there are like artifacts from that from that period in his work. I didn't see any, but I did see it mentioned that he was a member of UCB sure. for a little while, did some improv stuff, mm-hmm. and then he got at all tracks. So yeah. this, I think we're both uh, leaning into yeah. his first big break. Right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which came from uh, Miss Tina Fey. Yes. At yes, the age twenty three. Yep. He was hired as a writer for Thirty Rock. At twenty three years old. Twenty three years. He old. starts writing for Thirty Rock. So yeah. obviously, like people saw that this 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 kid, this twenty three year old kid, yeah. was swinging for the fences as far as yeah. his his writing, his ideas, and yeah. his point of view, his voice. You yeah. know, and it was apparently like he wrote a um, he wrote a spec script of some sort and submitted it to uh, I don't know where he submitted it or yeah. how Tina Fey got it, but he wrote a script and based on that she she hired him. Man, but it tracks write. so well. Yeah. with the the tone of 30 rock yeah like yes the tone does. of 30 rock is, yes. is 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 so hard it's like yes. once you're in it's like this is this is i completely get it but yes. from the outside looking in it's it's just just weird 30 rock is a is a phenomenal piece of television and we'll probably have to do an episode on 30 rock at some point sure because um, it's it's such a i mean you're absolutely right it's such a strange tone and then once you get into it it's very much like of course of course but it's only yeah. it's it only sort of the tone of it only makes sense sort of after you're in or something right. like that and so yeah it makes total sense that donald glover did that apparently he had and i didn't i didn't look these up but apparently he also has cameos on 30 rock like it became pretty clear in the writer's room and so forth that like he's also yeah. a performer he's not just a writer sure. um and so apparently yeah. he shows up in the show a couple of times 
mm-hmm. which led um, to yeah, which leads to another so thing. While he was doing Thirty Rock, yeah, uh, and as a writer, and espe- especially as a comedy writer, he yeah. decided he wanted to try stand up. Ah, yes. Have you have you watched any of the stand up? You know, I have. I didn't for this episode, but I have before. I've seen Weirdo, yeah. and I think I've seen his Comedy Central special, but I yeah. couldn't be sure. Yeah, and and I'll probably I'll I'll, I'll tie into this a little bit later. But sure. There's something about Donald Glover doing stand-up yeah. that takes the edge off of the idea of what Donald Glover is to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And you, you'll, we'll, 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 we'll go over this, but he becomes sure. kind of mysterious later yes, in his career. he does, and, and we'll talk about that. So, I, yeah. But in, in stand-up, yeah. it, it's like he's, he's, you can tell he's very young. Yes. He's very eager. Yes. And his jokes are, are funny, and they're very yeah. relatable, mm-hmm. but... His stand-up, it doesn't capture what he does in his writing. No, it really doesn't. It, it's, it's more traditional stand-up, but he does have yeah. some really funny bits, and there's actually yeah. a funny story regarding doing his first stand-up, yeah. and this is actually a bit in, like, in one of his specials, right? Uh-huh. So he's a writer on 30 Rock. He's getting ready to do his first stand-up bit, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And he goes to Tracy Morgan. <laughs> uh, he goes to Tracy Morgan mm-hmm. uh, for advice. Mm-hmm. And Tracy Morgan's advi- advice is, don't sweat it so much, just talk about penises for an hour. <laughs> Good. Okay. So he yeah. does. Uh-huh. Yeah. He does that. <laughs> Chris Rock is in the audience. Yeah. Chris Rock oh my is apparently God. Of course, of course early is. on, yeah. early on is one of Don Glover's uh, yeah. idols, right? Yeah, yeah. And sure. afterward... He he meets Chris Rock and he's like, "What's the matter with you? Why are you why are you just up there talking?" And but he does it in the bit he's doing a Chris he's, Rock oh and a Tracy God. Morgan impersonation. Yeah, he's like, "Why why did you do that? Like, oh what's God. the matter with?" And it's it's really funny. Yeah, um, but he also has a bit that's really funny because it was very relatable to me. Where yeah, you know he's he's sleeping in in bed with his lady, right? Sure. Just, fast asleep yeah he gets hit okay bop by his lady he's like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa what's happening yeah and, and his lady says you know something like i just had a dream where you were cheating on me with so-and-so yeah and and he's like okay and and in the uh and she's like explain yourself <laughs> <laughs> and it, the way he does it is it's yeah. like that's just funny that's that's very funny yeah. and relatable. Yeah. It's like you know you wake up from it. Of course. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I I I would recommend checking out the stand up at some point. Yeah, definitely. But I I would stand on definitely stand behind the fact that it's like for me like, like at the bottom of what's great about this guy. I agree, and that was one of the things I wanted to bring up. One of my takes as well because I didn't rewatch the stand up, but I remember having that impression from his stand up, and I yeah. remember this his stand up. The thing I came away with was, and I'll come back to this again later, but was essentially like, this I think is the weakest part of his body of work, and it's still better than what most people could do if this was their strongest part of their body of work. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I think his stand-up is like a B-plus or something like that. It's not amazing. He's not legendary stand-up-wise. But just the fact that he's like, you know, I'm going to take a crack at this and ends up that good, that's... But, yeah. You know, even if you saw the stand-up not knowing what he becomes later in his life... sure. I would probably feel completely differently about it. I would yeah. probably think this is actually really funny, but yes. You know, he he's, you know, he's going to he's standing in the shadow of his himself, himself at this yeah. point. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So, I mean, should we talk about his big big break then? I yeah, suppose. Let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah. And this this was my end point. Yeah, me too. Um, community. Yes. Community was one of those shows. It was created by uh, Dan, Dan Harmon. Harmon. Mhm. 
I don't know if they're executive producers or writers or yeah. directors, maybe all of those things. Yeah. But the uh, Russo brothers. Yeah, directors were for heavy. sure, at least yeah. for some of the episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were they were heavily involved with kind of helping get that show, you know, where where it went. But it was a. Uh, uh, you want to talk about it? Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, he plays. Um, I don't know how he got hooked up with Dan Harmon. I didn't see that. I'm sure it was through the Thirty Rock thing because he had been writing there uh, for yeah. a while. And it was essentially wasn't it? Uh, was it the case that he left the Thirty Rock writing staff to focus on to his? Be in this show. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I wanted to say that was the case. I might be wrong, but nonetheless, Dan Harmon finds him and casts him as Troy Barnes in yeah. in community and community for those who haven't seen it we should probably do a community episode at and some also, point and also yeah for <clears throat> for those who don't know who Dan Harmon is i'm yeah. sure you've heard heard of the show Rick and Morty right yeah exactly um, yeah. which has come to be his big hit yes. that yeah. most people at this point know about but yeah, for those true. of you who haven't who haven't seen community like community is uh, an a plus show oh it absolutely opinion. is it, yes. it's it's wonderful it's yeah. absurd there's yeah. a lot of heart. There's great characters. Yeah. They're known for these big action episodes yeah. about like uh, paintball and at this community college. Yeah, yeah. It's all it all centers around this community college and and yeah. Chevy Chase is in it. And who else is in it? What's the what's the lead sort um, of spiky headed uh, white dude's name? Uh, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. He's he was <laughs> what's the, his name. I don't the know. Soup. The, the soup. The soup guy. guy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, Joel Joel McHale is his name. That's Joel his name. McHale. Yep. Yeah. Um, so nonetheless, he's in it. Uh, a lot of great actors. Uh, what's her name? Allison Brie. Allison Brie. A lot of, good, lot of yeah. good. I mean, yeah. Uh, a lot of yeah. a lot of good actors who went on to marry uh, Baby Franco. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Huh. Uh, James Franco's brother. What's okay. his name? Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking. Baby Franco. About. Baby Franco. Um, well, that's cool. Uh, so a great cast and a lot of funny stuff. I mean, Dan Harmon is very good at what he does um very good. a dan Harmon episode would be interesting i have some thoughts on him yeah. but nonetheless i'll reserve them he's he's very good at what he does in terms of community it's a very sure. interesting show he brings on you know just the involvement of the russos they go on to to direct marvel huge marvel movies avengers movies stuff like mm-hmm. this and in part it's because they directed some of these episodes that used a lot of the tools in the toolbox that yeah. they end up using in those Marvel movies later on. So Community is just this... I mean, it's wild yeah. for an NBC sitcom to be kind of that it's good. Exactly. It's you it's know? an NBC... Uh, and, and not for this episode, yeah. but I've done quite a bit of listening and research in the past of actors sure. and creators on that show because I was just so yeah. taken by it. I'm like... Yeah. And I watched it later after sure. it aired. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, how did I miss this? Because, like, <laughs> yeah. the idea of it, it's like, oh, these, you know, a group of people who get together around like a study table at a, you know, a yeah. community college. Sure. Sounds kind of boring, but yeah. it's just so much more than that. Yeah. You know, the, the thing, the type, the types of like absurdist comedy that they were tackling. Yeah. Some, and, and a lot of the, a lot of the different types of things they were trying to tackle each episode everyone felt like they were getting away with something yeah, yeah. and even before the show started they're like oh the uh, the premise of this show is so great um yeah. we know where this could go but we're just waiting for it to get watered down and yeah. it just kind of never happened it just didn't yeah so everyone involved was just like wow look look what we accomplished yeah. you know yeah um, and it shows i mean i mean you watch it and you go yeah of course that makes that's an appropriate attitude to the things that they pulled off yeah. in that show so nonetheless donald glover plays troy barnes in the show yeah who is a how would you describe Troy Barnes? He's sort um, of a jock. Yeah, he kind of he sto- he starts off as like a uh peaked in high school yeah. jock kind of football player. Yes. 
always wearing his wearing his Letterman jacket. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, right. And he's and, kind uh, of not he's not particularly like he sort of puts down some of the other characters. I feel like early on for being like nerdy or not yeah. with it or something like that. Like he's this exactly. football guy. Whatever. Which, you know, in retrospect, if you're thinking about who Troy Barnes started off as, it's yeah. like, it's really the opposite of what you think of as Donald Glover. It's true. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, and he, he slow, like, his arc is really interesting because he, he becomes friends with Abed. And Abed is this yeah. really very odd, probably like a character that kind of is trying to, like, trying to tackle yeah. uh, like autism in a way. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the autistic spectrum. For of, sure. A type of character yeah. who who doesn't quite relate to the world like most yeah. people do, and doesn't um, relate to social cues in the same way. And those exactly. are like challenges for his character throughout the story. Yeah. yeah. And Troy and Abed become be- absolute yeah. best friends. Yeah. And it, you, it completely changes the way you think about that character. Yeah, it does. They, they have this weird <clears throat> show called Troy and Abed in the Morning that yeah. like <laughs> it, they don't they yeah. like they don't film. It's just the the show is so absurd. Yeah. But uh, I can't recommend Community enough. Yep. It'll it'll get your 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 Donald Glover uh, yeah fix there absolutely yeah so that's great that's 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 sort of his big at least to me and as you said that was sort of our on ramp to the career of Donald Glover we had seen yeah. him before but didn't really realize it um, but that's when you sort of start noticing him because yeah. he's he's so he's so charismatic in that show even though yeah. he's playing someone at least early on that you don't sort of identify with the sort of Donald Glover brand but he he's you know he's just so yeah. good in it so but i what i what i would say is the reason that community was the biggest stepping stone for his career sure. wasn't for him as an actor mm-hmm. but that's where he met uh ludwig Gorenson. okay i'm not probably not even saying that right <laughs> sure. I, I, I think he's swedish okay or german but he was the composer for community Ah, mm-hmm. and he actually went on to to score Black Panther. He did okay. Creed. Yeah, uh, he's scoring Chris Nolan's new movie. Like mm-hmm. he won the Oscar for mm. for Black Panther a couple wow. of years ago. Yeah, for the original score. But he got he got to start just scoring an NBC sitcom. Yeah, and then they he met Donald Glover, and they're like, "Hey, we should we should collaborate on stuff." And mm-hmm. that's where Childish Gambino was created. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. the first Childish album was these two pe- these two people collaborating okay um and even even to this day they still make those albums together interesting childish gambino's Redbone, like mm-hmm. that's ludwig jamming on the the moog and the the bass guitar and wow. creating those beats and they're you know donald glover gets on the drums and they they just make these things together yeah i didn't i wasn't aware of that i wasn't aware it was um as i mean i, I knew it was collaborative but i didn't realize yeah. there was like a prime collaborator well, that's well, really cool. I'm, a, I'm an ultra nerd for both of those people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so, so let's talk about let's talk about Childish Gambino a little bit, because this is, I think, uh, I mean, I might be getting the chronology a little bit wrong, but this is sort of the next yes. phase or stage, mm-hmm. right, in the Donald Glover story. You can kind of tell by the way he presents himself in the public, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. when he's doing stand up, he still kind of looks like Troy Barnes. Yeah, very, um, very good point. Yeah, and then eventually, like even those, even in those early Childish Gambino videos, yeah, he, he even speaks a little differently and raps a little differently in the earlier tracks. Yeah, yeah, more, more. It's as if like he hasn't quite found his voice yet. Yeah, um, and you can kind of track that. He kind of has that like clean cut sort of pseudo nerdy. Yes. 
kind of vibe going on in the early Childish uh-huh. Gambino stuff. Yeah. And then eventually, like, he, he comes out with a, a song and video like This Is America, which uh-huh. we'll talk about soon. Yeah. So he, he gets the name Childish Gambino, which is one of the fun things about this, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he this gets, is fun. He gets the name from a Wu-Tang Clan name generator. Yeah. Um, and apparently he did it at a party. I heard, I heard, <laughs> I was listening sure. to a, uh, I was listening to a, a conversation that he was having with John Favreau, interestingly enough, and they were talking about Childish Gambino and uh-huh. he was he was saying uh john favreau was saying yeah i did the the wu-tang clan name gener- generator after i heard that that was how you got the name and mine wasn't as good whatever he's like childish gambino is a really good one and donald glover said yeah i mean mine was the best one at the party <laughs> so, <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. so but anyway so he he sort of creates and this emerges over time it's not that he's it doesn't seem like he sort of had this master plan, but it emerges no. over time that sure. Childish Gambino sort of becomes, you know, something of a character, right? I mean, I found, yeah. I found, um, I found a video online of of Donald Glover interviewing Childish Gambino, and they go oh, back sure. and forth, you know, things yeah. like that. So he he plays that up a little bit, that sort of mm-hmm. created reality of having this alter ego, whatever. Right, and um, you know, he's yeah. he's he's a writer and a performer. Yes, he's like. And I, I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast or not. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, th- I think uh, uh, the American dream, that mm-hmm. whole ten thousand hours thing. Um, sure. I, I, you know, I think it holds a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. But it also makes me feel like, and I think I have talked about this, that like you know, I I, I want to accomplish accomplish a lot of things in my mm-hmm. artistic career. You know sure. what I mean? Or, yeah. or even, not even just career. Like careers right. would be awesome. But sure. I just there's a, there are a lot of things I want to. Yeah. do as a creator yeah as a creator and when i first stumbled upon donald glover yeah he gave me like he he made me feel like i could kind of pump yeah puff my chest out and say i can do all of these things yeah yeah because he's the type of like what can what can't this guy do and he does yeah. it all in a successful yeah and like artistic way you yes. know yeah and he's created this sort of <clears throat> i mean this shows up for a lot of people that we've talked about, especially lately, right? Um, yeah. When we were talking about American Astronaut and Corey McAbee and all that stuff. But he is a multifaceted creator. He's a creative yeah. person, and he can he can channel that into pretty much whatever type of medium he wants to in a yeah. way that is not going to be a failure, right? I mean, even right. if it's not the greatest thing you've ever seen, it's going to be good. It's going to be worth yeah. your time. And and I think that's a, that's a yeah. wildly interesting thing about him. Yeah, but I, I also think... The the big thing to take away, sure. I shouldn't say take away. Like we're like thirty minutes in. Yeah, right? of course. But um, I, yeah, but yeah, yeah. one of the, one of my big takeaways from Don yeah. Glover in general, yeah, it's the same thing I I, I keep saying over and over about filmmakers yeah. is that Donald Glover is only as strong as the people he chooses to collaborate with. Yeah, right, definitely. So the the pe- like he just he he's a taste he's a taste connoisseur. Yes, he can't shoot he can't shoot the This Is America video. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so he finds uh, Hero Mirai, yes. who I think is yes, on, got- e- equally <laughs> on equal parts a, a complete genius. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we have to we have to save some space for Hero Mirai in this in yeah. this conversation for absolutely. sure. Okay, so but let's not get to takeaways yet. I mean, that, that okay. absolutely true, but we'll let's emphasize that a little more by talking about more of his work. So um, another thing that he does, and this is wild to me i might be getting at this point my chronology on donald glover gets a little iffy and so i may bounce around whatever um, that's okay but one of the things that is <clears throat> wild to me 
is I remember, I mean, you and I are comics nerds and we like superheroes and comic books and all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. so I remember at the time uh, that this happened on the internet, there was this hashtag Donald for Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I that, remember. Yeah, and there was it was sort of just a thing. It was a thing on the internet that the fans wanted Donald Glover to play Spider-Man, and I didn't realize which Miles film. Morales. Right? Okay, no. So really, yes. So hear this out. This is what gets even wilder. Okay. So, um, it, it was after the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. <clears throat> okay. And uh, someone tweeted, hey, Donald Glover should play Spider-Man. He's, you know, the right age, the right build, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And so Donald Glover tweeted that or something, uh, boosted the hashtag Donald for Spider-Man. People started tweeting it over and over and over. And it it was a petition to have him play Peter Parker in what ended up being the Andrew Garfield movie, right? Um, right. That's what they were shooting for at the time. And then um, even, you know, he was on Community at the time. He even wore like, Sp- he had Troy wear Spider-Man pajamas, yeah. you know, uh-huh. just, to, just to like be part of that conversation or whatever. And then Brian Michael Bendis, who is a very prominent comics writer, he saw yeah, he saw Donald Glover in Community and said, I would love to read a Spider-Man story about that. And You're therefore kidding. he created Miles Morales. Are you? Is this real life? <laughs> this is real How life. How did I not man? know this? I know. Um, wow. Yes. So Donald Glover is the inspiration for Miles Morales. Oh my god! It's not. I know, dude. <laughs> I've got I've got goosebumps over I that. Know. That's incredible. I know. Um, and so so yes. Uh, so I have it here. Comics writer Brian Michael Bendis, who announced Miles Morales, an African American version of Spider Man, a year later, said he had conceived the character before Glover's campaign went viral. So he did come up with it before. Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay. Sorry. Sorry, but he gave. He but it gave, was probably the the yeah. He gave yeah. Glo- uh, Glover uh, ins- or, uh, credit for influencing the new hero's looks for Spider-Man. I saw him in the costume on Community, and I thought I would like to read that book. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's not it's not as clear cut as I had thought. Yeah, yeah. but it, it but, is in my but my heart. He wasn't. Now. Yeah, but he wasn't. Uh, Miles Morales wasn't released at the time, so it wasn't. It was a thing trying yeah. to get Donald Glover to play Peter Parker. He, and Even then, so, yeah, like yeah. A, a viral move movement like that yeah. is just going to give somebody like sure. Brian Michael Bendis the fuel and fire to say people actually want this thing. Yeah, no, it's true, um, and, which and is so great. Who knows if we would have into the Spider Verse if not exactly. for Donald Glover, right? which is argu- um, arguably one of the best Spider-Man absolutely, movies in general. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so nonetheless, I didn't mean to oversell that, but nonetheless. Okay, so he does that. He's involved in the Spider-Man thing, which is just a conversation. Yep. He doesn't end up playing Spider-Man. But he does show up in one of the, the Spider-Man MCU movies. Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, the MCU Spider-Man Homecoming movies. Homecoming, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he plays a character that feels much more like the persona that Donald Glover puts on in his later career. Yeah. And and that's some, kind of something I want to tackle. Not, not, there's not a ton to talk about on sure. for, for his Spider-Man movie, but that <clears throat> character that he plays, yes. when you watch his stand-up and you <laughs> yeah. watch him on Community, like yeah. he's this kind of wide-eyed, uh, bubbly, kind of bouncy personality. And then it just seems like he, he he stumbles upon at some point in his career a realization of of, yeah. of reality or something, right? Sure. Yeah. And he becomes this like yeah. very kind of thoughtful, yes. somber creator yeah. that like just puts this like I don't know. It's it's yeah. just this really kind of complicated flavor in your mouth. Yeah. Um, no, it's absolutely yeah. true. I mean, it, it, that's one of the shifts that you see 
over the course of his career so far is that he's moved from this very i mean the stand-up and early troy barnes are great examples of this it's very open and like very much like here's what i'm doing guys you know everyone's in on it everyone knows what i'm doing i'm doing stand-up it's just me up here blah 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 you know all this kind of thing yeah and then as he moves on later it's it's he's as you well as you put it very well he becomes more reserved Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, you're not as, it's not as open. It's not yeah. as much, you know, oh, here's what I'm doing. It's more, you know, kind of take it or leave yeah. it sort of thing. You know, but, but the types of subject matter compared to like his hit, for example, his stand up, like, sure. you know, a, a joke about like talking about penises for an hour or yeah. a joke about his, his lady being mad at him for cheating on her in, in, yeah, cheating on her in her dreams, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then compared to which, which I'm leading us into Atlanta, absolutely. Um, and yeah. and and like uh, the things that he tackles in later Childish Gambino stuff, especially sure. visually with, yeah. with stuff like This Is America. Yeah, but it seems like you know we we kind of watched him grow up, right? Like yeah. he he realizes like the the injustices in the world and wants to like talk about them in his own way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. In a, in a in a sufficiently um or a, a respectably complex way, right? He's yeah. not mm-hmm. um you know, he's not throwing out uh, no, dude's <laughs> yeah. an artist. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. doing it he's doing it in a sophisticated way. Um so let me let me mention a couple of sort of before we jump into Atlanta, which I want to do. Let me mention a couple of more a couple more sort of commercial outings that he had. He played Lando. Some- Big ones. He played yeah. young Lando Calrissian. Yeah, um, he played which is Lando. Huge. Yes, and, um, and I, yeah, I never finished that film, but for this, I went and watched a few clips of him as Lando, and obviously, yeah. he's wonderful. He's uh, great, no question. You know, you know, and and for him, like I remember, like anytime I see him in in, some, in something kind of larger Hollywood, sure, like he's put on this persona of like the the thing we've just been talking about, and it feels kind of odd, um, but at the same time, like when he's talking about playing Lando. Yeah. When when especially when it first happened, when he got the chance to play Lando, he's mm-hmm. like, I'm a kid again. Like I get to yeah. play Lando. Like that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um we live in a world where like that's completely possible and yeah. perfect. It's perfect. Oh it is. Yeah. Um and I was really bummed to see that like that movie didn't get uh well there's two sides of that coin. The, sure. the first side of that coin is I thought it was casted perfectly. Yeah. Um, I even really liked young Han Solo. I know that the fandom, the the powerful fandom said, we don't want to, we don't want to see young Han Solo because you'll mess it up. Therefore, we're not going to go watch it in the theater. Therefore, <laughs> yeah. you'll never sure. make another we one. We already know what we want. Kind yeah. Of yeah. The sure. bright side of that, it's nice to see a huge company like, like Disney, um, uh-huh. not have, not be all powerful. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, just to see that like, Oh, they can't just do anything they want, sure. right? Yeah, you can't but just on the slap other side, Star Wars on some some junk and sell it necessarily. Yeah. But on the other side of that, like I didn't necessarily see that movie as junk. Yeah. I think it yeah. was yeah, a mixed bag of people just didn't want to see it; they wanted to hate it. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. then you have somebody like Donald Glover who who you're you're finally seeing him with like the Millennium Falcon and like yeah yeah. Oh, let's let's play in that sandbox for a while. <laughs> yeah. This is fun. Well, and like, I, I remember when that film came out. Like I keep I keep my thumb on the pulse of like uh, critical reviews and stuff for movies I'm interested in. And mm-hmm. I never came across, I never read or heard any critical review of that movie that had anything negative to say about Donald Glover. Um, yeah. a- every review that I came across for that film was like, oh, you know, it's a mixed bag. It's not the greatest movie, whatever. But Donald Glover has some 70s swagger down to an art, you know, yes. uh, things like uh-huh. that. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, you know, he was he was the sort of 
at least in my experience, he was the takeaway talking point of that movie coming out. You know? Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. There was I actually came across he uh, around the it time was a Lando movie. Come on. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, around the time of the release of Solo, he uh, hosted SNL, and I came across a skit that he did where he plays Lando, and he's he's in uh, some big ballroom in Naboo, and he's holding the first annual summit for all the black humans in space, and it turns the camera <laughs> around, and there are like three people. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. So funny. That's he was so like, genius. "We planned for a thousand guests." And it turns out these are the only black people in space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just so funny. Yeah. You know, um, at this point, th- they could easily do a Lando show like yeah, for Disney sure. Plus or something. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. Donald's too cool for that. Yeah. Now, he's right? too, he's like, you know, he's, they, they couldn't get him would be the issue for that. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he just dropped three fifteen twenty, man. Oh like, man, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, also, uh, another sort of commercial outing that he's done, the big one. Yeah. Well, it, it, yeah, he voiced Simba, right? He voiced Simba. Yeah. He, he sang with Beyonce in a <laughs> Disney yeah. tentpole movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. He that's was the he big was, one. And I didn't see that version. Uh, I, I listened uh, to I it a little either. bit. He was he no. was the adult Simba, right? Like he was the. Uh yeah. He, he was, was the, the grown. He was the grown up. Yeah, yeah the grown Simba. I mean that makes mm-hmm. sense, but I didn't just checking. He's in his thirties. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I could <laughs> or, see them or having whatever. I could see them having somebody like do affectations of like a little kid uh, lion voice. Sure. Or something. I who yeah. knows. Anyway, um, but that's really cool. I uh, I didn't see it. I did. I wasn't like super that, hyped uh, on seeing it. But that, um, that, that's yeah. that, that's another oddly yet again another sure. thing where the the audience says we don't want another Lion King. Yeah, no, and you're it just right. so happens to star Donald Glover again. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Let um, him star shine like the star he is. Like yeah. So let's. Um, we're about forty five minutes in or so. It'll be it'll be a little bit less. But do you want to take a quick break and then come yeah. back and talk a- Atlanta and some more childish Gambino? Yeah, I'm gonna crack a bubbly. All right, man. Uh, check out everybody listening. Check out uh, check out this thing. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Stephen Long, and I host a show here on Rock Candy called Sacred Tension. It's about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. If you find yourself uncomfortable in your faith, or if you find yourself caught between modern science and ancient religion, or if you're curious about the journeys of others who are sorting out faith and doubt, Sacred Tension is a place where nothing is off limits. You will find conversations with pastors, cult experts, spiritual leaders, and skeptics, all discussing the ways we navigate the faiths we were given find sacred tension right here on rock candy and wherever you listen to podcasts all right so and we back and we back and what we was back, that from you've said back. that that's, before that's chance the rapper that's chance the rapper okay all right uh what's that album called i forget i don't it's know it's the one with angels on it and anyway <laughs> if you want just a feel-good rap album yeah go listen to that album I, it's know, so good i kind of do and we might need to yeah. do like a chance the rapper episode or something just yeah. to give me like a little incentive like a little totally. push you know a deadline he's, to like engage so. he's so interesting to me and yeah. uh he and uh, Donald Glover have actually done quite a bit of collabor- collaborating. Oh, cool. They, they have a, a track together with a music video. I forget what the song's called. Yeah. But there's also a short film that Donald wrote. Okay. And what was it called? Let me let me look that up real quick. Sure. But Hiro, it's Hiro, Mur- uh, yeah. Hiro Murai yeah. uh, directed it. Okay. It's like a 24-minute short film. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting because it they're they're in like this man. It's about Donald Glover. Yeah, and it's about Donald Glover's friends, Chance the Rappers, in it. Huh. Um, it's not a documentary. It's completely scripted and and odd. And there's this reoccurring girl in in Donald's mansion. Wow. He wakes up 
uh, to a phone call, yeah. and it's a collections agency saying they're they're looking for the owner of the house, and okay. he said, he said, oh well, he's not here right now. Uh, he's probably, uh, yeah. and they said, well, well, where is he? Where can we reach him? And he says, yeah. what month is it? And they said, June. Oh well, he's probably somewhere in the Caribbean and hangs up. <laughs> okay. So it's this whole idea. It's like this somber, uh, weird tone yeah. of like. This guy who has it all and he's losing everything, and sure. his house is just full of people that some people he knows, some people he doesn't. There's this girl that keeps showing up, and he keeps asking her who she is, and yeah. she doesn't respond. Huh. He's got this, and it's this mansion, and it's like empty, right? Yeah. And it's it's really interesting, and there, there's all these different like snippets of scenes of him interacting with different people in the house. Yeah. Huh. And there's even there's even a scene where it's him and Ludwig uh, Gorenson working on a childish track, yeah. Um, and they're kind of collaborating, and then Chance huh. the Rapper's there, and then him and Chance the Rapper have like this push up battle to see who could do more push ups. <laughs> okay. And it's just it's That's... like it it you know it's like it's it's like li- literary fiction yeah like yeah. on screen, but it's just so, so interesting. It completely captures uh, this kind of new image of Donald Glover yeah. and it's and yeah. it's directed by n- now like my favorite music video director of <laughs> sure. all time Hiro Mirai and yeah. he's actually working on his first feature right now which cool. is a sci-fi movie oh. and I, if I'm not mistaken it's written by David Robert Mitchell oh yes dude. right yes come on please come on give me that yes, yes. oh my god god that's good so uh <laughs> well let, let me get yeah. let me I, I was starting oh, you want to find the name of the uh, the video? Yeah, just right? if anybody yeah. wants the, to watch, I think you should. I was going to send film. it to you earlier, but then I'm like, that's ah, 24 minutes long. Sure, watch yeah. It later, I'll pull it up um, and I'll watch it uh, after the. It's after it's we called do this clapping for the wrong reasons. Okay, I've actually heard yeah. of that. Yeah, cool. Clapping for it's, the wrong reasons. Yeah, it's really really odd. Very. And there's cool. a with this weird surrealist part where he's yeah. got something caught in his throat. Okay. And he goes to the bathroom to pull it out of his nose. Yeah. And then they you don't they don't talk like it doesn't come yeah. back to that yeah but it it very much does feel in a sense like Atlanta yeah so let's get into Atlanta yeah let's get into Atlanta let's get into Atlanta and later childish and where where he's yeah. at now and then our our you know takeaways so yeah let's talk about Atlanta I hadn't seen Atlanta at all until yeah. probably you know since since we've sort of been you know social distancing and everything yeah uh, I watched it I watched the first little over season and a half i'm probably two or three episodes from the end of season two sure and i believe that's all that's out right now at the time of this recording right it's like two seasons two seasons okay Mm -hmm. so i hadn't seen any of it i'd seen maybe the first episode or something but the first episode doesn't really give you a taste of what you're in for it Um, doesn't the first episode plays like uh it plays like what i thought it was going to be to be honest yes it's it's a story about Ernest marks is is the name of the character that yeah donald glover plays it's also important to say he writes the show he produces mm-hmm. it he directs some episodes like yeah he is all over this show yes uh, in every way possible and it's wonderful and, and very much like community he, it feels like he's pulling something off that yes the uh, network yeah doesn't understand that <laughs> yeah. he is he's is getting away with something yes. right yes because it does uh, in many interviews, he said he he pitched he pitched he didn't necessarily pitch the show this way, but 
when he came up with the idea for the show, he's yeah. like, you know, I kind of always wanted to make Twin Peaks, but with rappers. Okay. See, I was gonna, I was gonna hold off on the Twin Peaks reference, but okay. I didn't hear. I mean, no, it's fine to get into it. Yeah. But I didn't hear that he made that reference. Someone yeah. else told me that in watching it, that was that was what piqued my interest about the show. Exactly. Whereas when I mm-hmm. watched the first episode, I was like, oh, cool. It's like a, it's a drama. It's about race and class in the American South and you know but, ur- urban life and all this kind of stuff but doesn't no. the first episode end with the invisible car no that's not the first episode oh it's not no that's all it's man. been it's been yeah. a year two, probably no, two years since you i saw that you don't have really any surrealist explicitly surrealist stuff in the first episode to okay. my to my rem- oh man i'm ex- i'm gonna rewatch it um, i'm excited oh it's so good that's um so, good. so but nonetheless i mean watching that first episode and thinking it's a drama about race and class and and you know um you know uh, the struggle of urban life and and black communities uh oppression of black communities and just the difficulty being poor and all this stuff I was Which like, would be plenty. Enough. That would be plenty, exactly. Yeah. And then someone told me they were like, "Yeah, it really reminds me of Twin Peaks." And I was like, "What? What are yeah. you talking about?" And so that's it's interesting that that was a conscious sort yep. of thing. I mean, of He's course, like, I always wanted to make Twin was. Peaks with rappers. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like exactly. that's what it is. That it's, is it's, that's what it is. And so um, to to bring it back to Hiro Mirai, he directs a ton of the episodes of yeah. atlanta he shows he's, up he's a huge visual collaborator with yes so how would we say what would we say atlanta is i mean it is twin peaks with rappers but like yeah I, spoilers I, for atlanta we're going to talk about it a little bit yeah and I, what's what's great about atlanta it's yeah. like it is kind of about what happens but at the same time yeah. it, it's more about <sighs> just <sighs> yeah what is well, it about <laughs> it, it's like that it, it, it yeah. is it is very david lynch in the yes, sense it that it's like he 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 just tackles certain things visually yep. and tonally yep. and lets you live in it and like yeah. that's the art of it. It's less about the plot, 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 plot. This happens, this happens, this happens, yeah. right? Yeah. But you know, he's also been quoted saying like, you know, what's great about TV is that like a television television is now like a novel. Yeah. So like you're not gonna you're not gonna get the full sense of what the book is until it's over. Sure. So like that's what that's why like. You know, you you see an invisible car hit somebody at the end of the episode, (laughs) but it's like you know, it's and then there's there's an Instagram account online with two pictures, and one of the pictures is the guy that owns the invisible car, and he's leaning against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, and it's just just the guy leaning. So odd. And I mean, the thing is, I wasn't wrong. I mean, or not, I wasn't wrong, but like the the impression it gives you from the first episode or two is not wrong. I mean, this show is commenting on race and class and all those things in a serious way i mean it does have things to say about you know there's a scene where he has gotten in trouble for something i don't even remember what it is but he's sitting in basically like the lockup waiting to be processed like the second episode of the season yeah yeah it's it's early on in the series and he's sitting in in a thing and he's waiting for like he's waiting for his i don't know if it's sentencing i don't remember what the Uh, it's not sentencing but it's like he's waiting to be processed into the system because he's been arrested for something and of course it's something trivial you know um i think if i remember correctly but nonetheless he's sitting in this room and it's a bunch of people sitting in this room together a bunch of bunch of men bunch of men sitting in this room together uh most of them uh black american men who are sitting there and waiting to be processed by this very very slow bureaucratic institution and then there's one guy who is literally in a hospital gown who's who's walking around this processing room and 
the guards are talking to him and they say, oh, you're back again. And then somebody says, yeah, he's in here every week. And the guy is clearly dealing with like mental health issues. Like he's not yes, all there. Absolutely. Yeah. And so then he walks over and he starts to drink some water out of the little communal toilet that they have. And everybody right. just, oh, this is all, you know, whatever. Don't drink it. Yeah. And he drinks it. And then this tall, white, uh, superior officer comes in and says something to him and he says what are you drinking that stuff and then the guy with who's literally not all there turns and spits the toilet water on the superior this supervising officer or whatever uh-huh. and the guy just immediately pulls out a baton and just beats the shit out of him right you know and it's like that use of tone where you have a lot of things in this show that are surreal, that are sort of magical realism, whatever, yeah. um, and funny. I mean, the show's hilarious. Sure. Yeah. And then you have these shifts in tone where it's like he as a writer and his team as director, producers, etc., and he as a star can handle that shift in tone where you're not yeah. laughing when that happens, you know? Absolutely. And not, that yeah. really brings the sort of human suffering that is our like failed and racist legal system legal injustice system that yeah. really just puts you face to face with it and it just leaves you feeling like just fuck like yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and so yeah. um I, I say all that not to bring it down but just to highlight the fact that like this is an artist like yeah <laughs> the fact His, that well, he can handle all these tones in atlanta he is a master he yeah. truly is no absolutely i i cannot wait to be yeah an older person consuming yeah. whatever this guy makes absolutely right like absolutely like because he's he's like in his 30s and he's already yeah. like but yeah. i i thought you were about to bring up the scene where he's i think it's the same scene okay he's sitting between these two people yes yes um, that's another one yeah and th- this is a clip that that popped up on instagram or instagram on youtube yeah. that i watched uh last week or something sure when i was kind of trying to refresh my memory yeah and the clip was like uh funniest scene and funniest scene and Atlanta and I'm like, huh, I don't I don't remember this and I, and I pulled it up. Huh. And it's like it's like, man, this isn't like there's a lot of it's a there's a lot of humor but like yeah. Yeah. this is not comedy. No. Like it's about a guy yes. talking to uh uh yeah, I don't know uh, how the person identifies at all. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. 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 You don't want to um, you don't want to step in shit but it doesn't tell you yeah. how the person identifies, right? It doesn't um, tell you how the person identifies. But, you yeah. know, you're you're in a in a, a room Full of just men, yeah, and there's exactly. a man. Yeah. He's wearing like, uh, you know, he's he's a person wearing women's clothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's a, it's a yeah. person wearing it's women's. A, it's hard women's to clothing. talk about. Well, because it's, it's like, it, yeah, it's a person who presents in whatever way that means presents as masculine enough that they've put this person in with all the men. Yes, and this person is dressed in women's clothing, traditionally women's clothing, the long hair, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And, and Donald and Glover, got, yeah. You got Donald Glover's character sitting in the middle. Yeah. This person on the right, another yeah. person on the left, yes. and he's leaning over talking talking to this uh, person about the dates yeah. that they went on yeah. and like trying to like you know how are you doing? Remember me? Kind of thing. And yeah. then um, Donald keeps saying I can I can move. He's like no, like we're fine. Yeah. And then eventually like the other men in the room yeah start laughing at this guy yeah, yeah. because he doesn't realize that like this yeah. is you this know this is not just a cis woman or whatever yeah yeah and, and if you look at that on surface level as humor like yeah, right it's like these people are laughing at him and then he stands up and he makes this decla- declaration about how yeah. he's not gay yeah and and then donald's or donald uh, 
what's what's uh, Earn. 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 Earn's yeah. just sitting there and he says I don't know, man. Like sexuality is a spectrum. Yeah. Like, you know, it's and like yeah. just just yeah. being like really cool. And, and like, it is a laugh line. It. it is a laugh it line is. because it's like it breaks this tension that he is so expertly building. Yes, where, but it's yeah. it's it's such a perfect example of what this show kind of yeah. is. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Um, it doesn't give you a comfortable place to land a lot of times. No, um, because not only I mean this is a show about race and class, but there you have oppressed primarily black men in a you know justice system context where you know you've also seen that once again white superior officer just beat the shit out of this black man who's having mental health issues you have that happening but then also you have those same people shaming this other guy for being gay supposedly right Right. and so you just have these Uh, complicated things that he's working with it is Um, yeah I, the term I was looking for earlier was uh, transgender. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's that's yeah. the term. Yeah, is, presumably, but yeah, presumably. Um, yeah, it's hard. It, they don't I, ever identify the person. You know what I mean? So right, exactly. Yeah, um, which makes it which even makes more, it all the more complicated. Exactly, exactly. So nevertheless, I mean, it's a masterful show. So let's talk about some other things in Atlanta, because uh, sure, there. Um, <laughs> um, just on a very kind of relatable kind of mm-hmm. thing like this whole show kind of falls around Ern Donald's character yeah. and his relationship with his girlfriend yes. and like he's just constantly like you're just there's always this tension of him like saying something stupid or messing up in a way yeah and his girlfriend's played by Zazie Beetz yeah who is awesome yeah she's amazing um, if you if you watch deadpool 2 she she was a domino yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and she's been in like everything she was she in joker, was in joker yeah. like yeah oh she's great she's amazing but um it's just this weird dynamic of this this one guy yeah and how he relates to his his girl and he's always messing up it's how he relates to his yeah his brother and his brother is his brother no it's cousin? his cousin yeah it's cousin, cousin. alfred uh, and his, yeah yeah his cousin is is basically blowing up as yeah. a as a rapper in Atlanta yep. and he's like well I'm his manager now kind yeah. of and it, it's <sighs> yeah it's what, wonderful what, and so it is about all these things you do have like the first bit where I got that it was a not a straight ahead show i mean there are little sprinkles of it here and yeah. there but there's one episode in the first season that is exclusively not exclusively almost exclusively commercials false commercials, commercials mm-hmm. um wrapped around this sort of PBS style talk show where yeah. Paperboy, his cousin, the rapper, has come on, Alfred has come on um, to talk about music, et cetera, et cetera. But they end up talking to him about gender and about race and all this kind of stuff. And then yeah. it's peppered through with these commercials that are absurdist. So, like, there's yeah. one that's a kid's cereal commercial where, you know, it's some cartoon character who's getting chased by the cops, like they do, you know, oh, I'm stealing the cereal and whatever. And then the cop ends up getting really mean and brutal within the context of this cartoon yeah. serial commercial like it's just it's just brilliant man so. like now that i'm thinking about like the Derek comedy stuff yeah like especially the yes like the the, the stuff that i was talking like he's tackling the same kind of stuff mm-hmm. right but mm-hmm. just and now he's like an adult yes and he knows how to uh, you know uh, approach it and tackle it in, yes. in a way that's like he's better at it he's more yeah. effective i'm kind of connecting those dots as we're talking about absolutely it. there's a there's a clear through line of like themes that he is interested in and the ways <laughs> in which he likes to explore those themes right yeah. Um, he likes absurd absurdism. He likes surrealism. Mm-hmm. I mean, David Lynch is a reasonable analogy, right? In some yeah. aspects, um, 
also, I, I do want to just say a quick thing about Darius uh, in this show because yeah. Darius is probably my favorite character Absolutely. in Atlanta. Yeah, he's no. so interesting. I, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to encapsulate him with words uh, to talk about him. He's a weird guy in, <laughs> in sort yeah. of all the best ways. And he de- he develops in, in a really yeah. interesting way. Because yeah, at, at first, he, he just feels like a throwaway character, He right? does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to say the actor's name. Is it Lakeith Stanfield? I think it's Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. yeah. Um, I believe. And for those of you who are living under a rock, <laughs> yeah. he was in Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. The lead in Sorry to Bother You. He was yep. just in Knives Out. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. he, he was great in he that. He was in Get Out. Get Out, yeah. He's been in everything uh, as of re- recently. He's quickly um, becoming one of my favorite actors is working right now. Yeah, he's so, he's good. so good. He's so good every time. Yeah, so this character, Darius, is just is very yeah. interesting. He's sort of a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. and a, a sort of a gun, you know, he likes guns a lot. He has names for his guns, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, like, he also is very interested in, like, time-space continuum and he, you know, all yeah. these kind of just weird interests. So, anyway, great character. So, I do want to bring up, because you asked me to watch this, and yeah. so I watched enough of the show to get to this episode. There's one episode that stands out as just... One of these things is not like the other when it comes yeah. to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And that is the, uh, what's his the name? Teddy Perkins episode. Teddy Perkins episode. Yeah. And it stars Darius. Ooh. And Darius, yes. so the the setup is Darius finds an ad on Craigslist yeah. for this cool multicolored piano. Yeah. And he wants to go get it for free, free because charge. he yeah. thought it would look cool. And he gets to this base, basically this mansion where mm-hmm. this this man, Teddy Perkins, is living. Um <laughs> And Teddy Perkins is yeah. Let's talk uh, about Teddy Perkins. Yeah, I guess he's a he's a an older white man. I don't know that he is white. I think he's supposed to be a black. Oh, man. you're it, yeah. It's been a yes. long time. Now that I'm saying it, yes. It, it, I think it's supposed to feel kind of like the Michael Jackson, yes. like potential transfer transformation exactly. of his skin color. Yeah, skin bleaching, and it's um, unclear if he's done this in response to some sort of condition or if it's just right. sort of he wanted to do this, but it's definitely he's had lots of plastic surgery apparently and yeah. has has done skin bleaching and looks very non-human. Uh, yes, right? very it's unnerving. Very, yeah. But this character is played by Donald Glover. It's played by Donald Glover, yeah. And a lot of people didn't realize that watching it, it just yeah. feels really weird and it's it it it's a, it's an episode that actually transforms into like a horror oh, yeah. thing. Oh yeah. Explicit thriller explicitly. Yes. Yeah. Um and obviously Hero Mirai directed this episode. Yeah. And it was one of those things where when I watched it you said, "Have you gotten to the Tony uh, the what's his name again? Teddy Perkins. Teddy Perkins. Teddy Perkins. Have you gotten to the Teddy Perkins?" And I was like, "No, not yet." And you said, "You need to get it. You need to get that far." And so I watched it and then it was one of those things where when I was watching it, I was like, "Wait, is that is that yeah, it has to be. It has to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it dawns on you like, What's oh, great this is- about it, though, <laughs> yeah. is yeah. D- uh, Donald Glover wore the, the makeup and prosthetics sure. all day Yeah, and told... No, they didn't talk about the fact that uh, it was Donald Glover playing that character to God. the crew or anybody. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's just... And it's, he puts on this high kind of voice. Yes. And it, it does kind of feel like a reference potentially to Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely is. And he, he starts off... He, he has this big ostrich egg that he eats mm, right mm-hmm. he cracks it open yep. and just eats the 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 goo Ugh. and yolk out of it and it's yeah. just like all of this stuff put together is just so unnerving and yeah 
Yeah. But it's kind of funny too. Like it's, it's yes, silly. There, are, there are funny moments in it. There are laugh lines. There's stuff like this. This very much, the tone of this episode very much reminded me of some of the sort of a more sophisticated version of some of the sort of adult swim uh, stuff yeah. that I've seen where it's like it plays with that line between funny and horror. Right. And it hits them both pretty hard. Uh, this, yeah. this leans more horror for sure. I mean, it's a scary episode. Yeah. But there are there are th- when it tries to be funny, it's successful, and you laugh, yeah. and then you immediately become uncomfortable again. Um, yeah. just very very sophisticated stuff, and and also I don't know if you saw this, but in the credits for the episode, Teddy Perkins is credited as playing himself. So <laughs> yeah, but that that tracks. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, of course. So anyway, uh, yeah. So Atlanta's just I mean it's a masterpiece, and it's so good. He's putting out Atlanta stuff right around the time. Do you have any other Atlanta things that you want to? jump into um, i wanted to get to teddy but the only other thing is like so when they when they decided to film atlanta like yeah. they actually were, were working with hero um yeah uh very closely because mm-hmm. like he was going to direct a lot of it and help set the tone sure again as a nerd when i first started watching it i'm like huh this has an interesting look that i can't put my finger on i don't know how they achieved it sure so they shot on the alexa which is okay. or the alexa mini maybe it's it's the it's the digital camera that that it captures light and the image in such a way that feels the most like film, right? Yeah. It's a very expensive camera. It's the kind of camera you don't purchase, you you, you rent it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like yeah, you're yeah. not going to spend like $60,000 on the brain of a camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they chose to shoot on the Alexa, but just like our Greta Gerwig episode, like they were always trying to find like, you know, just throwing a camera on something and capturing it isn't always enough. Like there needs to be some sort of bridge between the two things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like um, you're not actually living this thing. You're actually viewing yes. these things take place from behind a screen. Absolutely. And, and I love the idea of playing with the fact that like you're not trying to trick somebody. You're trying to you're trying to uh, you know sculpt the lens that that is. So what yeah. they did was old like 16 millimeter footage always had this interesting grain to it. Uh-huh. Um, which is part of why a lot of people like those old classic movies and they like the texture and the tactile-ness, I guess, of, yeah. of that, that medium. Mm-hmm. So what they decided to try with this is they wanted to... So whenever you stop a camera down, so like you, you, you have an iris on a camera mm-hmm. and it, it gets smaller and smaller to let less light in or larger to, to let more light in. Sure. The more light you let in things can go out of focus in the background which yeah. is, can be a desired effect and mm-hmm. you can like really focus on something up front but the less light you let in uh you start to lose some of that depth of field and that yeah. kind of stuff yeah, yeah. but you also with less light you also get a lot more noise yeah so what they decided to do with the alexa and because the alexa image is so like unstoppable <laughs> yeah they stopped the camera down so much that they were heart, having trouble seeing the image on the monitor wow. shooting in, in, in daylight. In daylight, yeah. So like summer streets of Atlanta, Yeah. you got the camera on the subject, you're looking wow. at the monitor and you can barely see it. Wow. And then it, and they did a lot of tests, but then in post, sure. they, they cranked the exposure up so much. Yeah. There's these, if you really pay attention, there's some wild, weird noise happening in the shadows and stuff. Interesting. Like almost things yeah. popping and... and yeah. You know, they wanted to just like, they're like, we're not, this show is not going to be just a throw the camera. Like, it yeah. has to no. be something. Like, of course, there's artistry in, in the way they're 
exposing the image. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. No, I mean, it has to do with what you're talking about, which is like, you're not trying to fool someone into the fact that they are just watching. Like, it's, you're not giving them, here's what you would see if you were there, right? Yeah. You're giving them, no, this is moving visual art that you are seeing, right? Yes. And that plays into the fact that the Atlanta that is depicted in this show is not just really in the actual American state of Georgia. This is a hyper-realistic Atlanta. I mean, to me, it reads as, like, all that, all that sort of, all those choices about the visuals read as, that's as much a choice as the fact that there's an invisible car that shows up in this show, right? Yeah, Both of exactly. those things are, are coherent with one another because you're creating this hyper-reality hyper or surreality that, that people are experiencing. I mean, that's, that's really, really cool, though. Yeah. Um, well, let's. I mean, as long as we're talking about filmmaking in relation to yeah. Donald Glover, let's talk about This Is America. I mean, we yeah. can't we can't do this without talking about yeah. that for a few minutes. I think that this is a perfect example of a uh, a song. Yeah. Not reaching its full potential without the visual. Yeah. The 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 marriage of the song and the video is something so much greater than what it would have been just hearing the song on the radio. Sure. Um, and again, it was directed by the same guy. Of course. Um, and he he di- he also directed my my other favorite Childish Gambino video yeah. was uh, I think Sweatpants, Sweatpants which is just is very good, really yeah. really cool and really yeah. just an odd video. Yeah. But there is so much to unpack in this this video. Yep. It's 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 shot like a single take for the most part. There are a few actual cuts, and then there are a few hidden cuts. Yeah. It plays with the juxtaposition of kind of giving you a um sugar with your medicine i guess yeah sure um so you know the 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 track is like it's almost got some like kind of trap like yeah just like summer like i don't know that it's a feel-good beat but like it's like it makes you want to dance right absolutely yeah there are always dancers almost in every frame of this scene people dancing yeah so it's it's almost like this juxtaposition juxtaposition of trying to um, distract you from the horrific violence that he's trying to depict in this video. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you're all—it's always like a a balance. Again, it's it's like that that Atlanta thing. It's a balance of yeah. entertaining, and this is what happens underneath that entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and it's sort of—I mean, you know—he's he's coming from a very sort of historically aware place where yeah. he's commenting on in various ways in both Atlanta and in this video he's commenting on the sort of juxtaposition and as you said the sort of uh, I forget how you phrased it but the duality or the contrast between black Americans being thought of as primarily sort of entertainment vehicles for white Americans right yeah, um, exactly. they're, they're dancing or pre- creating art or something like this for uh, not just for themselves in their communities but for all the white people in America, right? And yeah. then, uh, and then the flip side of also the fact that the American system is set up in such a way that many, many of those people are uh, oppressed systemically, right? And yeah. face mm-hmm. violence and face less than ideal living conditions because of you know policies and and racial attitudes and all this stuff. And he's I don't know he's he's doing both of those in both Atlanta and in this video. But this video is a very like. If you haven't version. seen, yeah, if you haven't seen the video, like go yeah. watch the video. Yeah, but it's sure. like there are parts of the video that are really disturbing and hard yeah. to watch. Yeah, a lot of gun violence and that kind of thing. But it's every bit of it, like you can completely track at least somewhat ex- 
what he's trying to say. Yeah, you know? yeah. And well, you can you can get what he's talking about, but at the same time, you get the themes he's talking about. But at the same time, he he does have that ambiguity in this. Um, sure. And he really plays it up. There was one, and this I mean, this makes the David Lynch comparison on the nail's head, as it were. Uh, was I, I saw during the promo for Solo when he was uh, doing uh, press interviews and stuff. Uh, somebody asked him, and they said, um, "Can you explain what's going on?" I think they specifically meant uh, talked about the end, the end of the "This Is America" video. He's like running away from someone from groups yeah. uh, behind him, and it's out of focus and it's dark and it's hard to see. But he said, "Can you explain what's going on at the end of that video?" And Donald Glover said, "No." He said, "Oh, okay. You just kind of like want it to be up to us for interpretation." He said. I don't really want to give that any context. And I was <laughs> like, he wouldn't even say that he wants it to be open to interpretation. He was like, yeah. he said something to the effect of like, when I make something, I think it's just for the people who are watching it. And that's all like that. It is right. what it is. You can watch it. But I mean, like yeah. when you're watching it, you can't, regardless of what you think he's trying to say, like yeah. it evokes something yes. very specific yeah. to you. Oh, right? absolutely. And, and like I say, you understand, I mean, I think he makes it pretty clear the themes that he's dealing with. Right. Yeah. Uh, so like he's talking about violence in the American system. He's talking about black communities. He has that choir where they're singing that, you know, uh, Go- like a gospel, gospel sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And then they're he singing like, the hook. Yeah. Yes. And then somebody tosses him a gun and he just mows him down. And then yeah. it gets that minor like bass drop under it. Yeah. Um, which is just, you know, and, so and evocative. I, that, that's, that's straight up like referencing like, yeah, we're living in a time where like white supremacy is yeah. like not just a taboo subject anymore. Yeah, right. right. It's, yeah, it's right. like it's a reality that yeah. like we would have liked to forget, and yeah. I think we're probably very naive to think that it went away. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, that's me being a, a, a white kind of privileged male. Sure. Like, it's a complete wake up call to like. Yeah. I still have no idea what you know, other people are experiencing, yeah. you know, yeah. all the time. Absolutely. And and there's, I mean, some of the clever moves in this video, like uh, when he, after he mows down the choir, right, he shoots them all. And then in both, in all the scenes with guns, whenever the gun needs to leave the screen, it's laid very carefully on like a pillow and someone is holding the pillow and then takes oh. the gun away. And so there's this, I heard other people say, look, wow, one, one interpretation you can give to this is like the guns are precious, right? No, absolutely. Whereas like the, I, I didn't yeah. even catch that one. Yeah. I've watched it several times. Someone, but, wow. someone looking like a butler sort of comes up with a little pillow and they lay the gun there, on the pillow and then take it away. There's so much um, in this. Like, yeah, there's tons and tons of stuff in the video, and it's and it's uh, you like I said, you know what he's talking about, but he does it in such an effective way. Yeah, um, I, I have looked up some like sure other interpretations. So like if you're watch, you know if if you watch the video, like he quickly takes on the stance of. Uh, yeah, like an illustrated version of Jim Crow. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, With the sort is, of wild faces. And, yeah, yeah, the wild faces. Um, you know, from if if you don't understand what he don't understand what he's referencing, it's like it just yeah. feels like kind of these silly faces. Sure. But yeah. At the same time, like that's completely a mirror of yeah. how black entertainers in yeah. in history have been seen as yeah. these you know and 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 how black people have been represented by white communities to themselves right, right. right. i mean people exactly. doing blackface or all this i mean there's a whole interesting history and i don't know it super well off the cuff but even well, that, things that, like that's the that's the whole thing with jim crow it yeah. was a white man playing a yeah. a yeah, yeah yeah you know basically a doofus black person like yeah these sort of white stereotypes 
get baked into these representations. I mean, it even tracks through to things like uh, things from our childhood, like Animaniacs, right? Yeah. There's a good argument to be made that the Animaniacs and Mickey Mouse before them and all this stuff come out of the sort of shift in the sort of minstrelsy uh, tradition right. into represent so like the little gloves that you think of cartoon characters wearing like that tracks back into like minstrelsy and like vaudeville right. and blackface and all mm-hmm. that stuff very interesting complex history and he's referencing it like there's you know yeah. you know that he never says it explicitly but like he's smart enough and a, and a sophisticated enough artist that he knows what he's doing you know what I mean yeah so uh, but just fantastic video and also yeah. let's be honest just a damn good song like oh yeah beyond all Absolutely. the deep meanings just a damn good song yeah no there's there's uh I, I there there's a buzzword worthy article about different interpretations of like gotcha. different imagery like there's a basically death riding a white horse through the background at one yeah. point yeah, that yeah. has a police escort um, behind it <sighs> yeah, um, yeah 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 there's a there's a point uh where the camera just pans up and there are there's a group of uh people filming violence yeah. be- beneath them yep. but they're all wearing white uh, masks yep. over their mouths, which yep. could be interpreted as like something viral, or th- you know, their voices being withheld, sure. you know, by mm-hmm. like um, you know, at later in the video, he's yeah. he's dancing on top of this empty this car, empty car, and then there's a bunch of empty cars as the camera pans out. Yeah, could represent a number of things. Yeah, and and uh, the, I mean, and and part of the thing with all these potential interpretations is like. It, it wouldn't surprise... I mean, I would be unsurprised to learn that Donald Glover or Hiro Mirai didn't have all of these interpretations articulated to themselves before they did this, necessarily. You know what I mean? I mean, this sure. is why I think... Like, some of them, clearly. Like, he's representing... He's he's referencing uh, the minstrel tradition. He's, re- he's referencing yeah. gun violence, all this kind of stuff. But, like, these more detailed things, maybe those had clear, sort of explicit interpretations baked in. Or maybe they just knew that would evoke you know, evoke the sort of tones that they're going for in relation to these themes. And so how much of it is we're uncovering the meaning of the artwork and how much of it, as we've talked about before, is we're kind of projecting and kind of creating the meaning um, as we watch it and stuff. Um, Yeah, exactly. But that's super fascinating. It is. So I I think to to, to sort of begin to bring this in for a landing, I think if that's cool with you, Sure. um, I think... My sort of, I, I found this video and I referenced it earlier of Donald Glover interviewing Childish Gambino. And this was an early thing. Um, it was an earlier thing. So Childish Gambino didn't come off as, as sort of this. It wasn't this is America, Childish Gambino. Yeah. But it was Donald Glover interviewing himself basically. And I think that video for me was really the sort of catalyst of like, that's my main takeaway from Donald Glover is that he has. I mean, he's a, he's an incredible artist and arguably a genius. I think you can make that argument pretty easily. Yeah. But he has this also just has this huge range of being so cool in so many different ways. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. only not only artistically. I mean, he's he's wildly talented, but also just in terms of his personality, he has the sort of like nerdy kid, the sort of Troy from Community kind of vibe, and he's right. cool when he does that. But he's also cool when he's like seventy swagger Lando. He has that confidence and sex appeal. He's just he's just a real hot dude, you know. Yeah. And then, but then also he has that sort of artistic mastery, sort of this surrealist with an abstract bent, sort of a David Lynch genius. Yeah. At the same time, like he just he does everything well. Right. I don't know. I think that's I think that's my sort of summary of yeah of his and, stuff. 
I would I would even argue like you know he's he's like a you know he's obviously a student of people like David Lynch like he yeah. grew up with these these things definitely I mean I would I would almost argue that he's taking these things and 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 uh, elevating yeah. right like, yeah 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 it, and it's hard to say with David Lynch but a lot of David Lynch does feel more like uh, uh, an artist with a with a strong voice who's just throwing paint on a canvas yes. and and yeah. letting people interpret yep but I don't think that's what no. what he's doing. No, right? that's not what Donald I, I think Glover's he, doing. I think Donald Glover is is very intentional about yes. the things that he's he's putting up he, there. He is. What he, you t- yeah. what you t- what you take from that though is like he's yeah. like that's that's the David Lynch. Yes. You know? yeah, no, absolutely. And and there's less of a uh, uh, and I think this is maybe I'm just rewording what you're saying, but I uh, what I hear you saying is sort of there's less of a, a wide breadth of potential interpretations of donald glover's work he's saying things effectively and he's communicating clear meanings effectively but he's doing it in a way that still allows that artistic wiggle room uh somewhat but not in the sort of lynch way where you watch it and you go what was that about you know what i mean well not that that's a bad thing it's just different i'm sure that i'm sure that donald glover feels a responsibility at this point like with 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 you know what he does under a microscope to like try and like put something out into like sure you know some sort of justice into the world sure to like to, to just let you know like yeah. and that's the difference i think sure you know he has more of a he has more of a social and political focus sure um yeah and reasonably so um yeah. so let's, let's mention uh his new record i don't know if you listened to any of this or heard I about have. how it released um it's, yeah it's real good first of all it's very good um, yeah yeah it's really good but did you hear about how it released as well? Yeah, he he put up a website, right? DonaldGloverPresents.com. Yes, yes. And it was up for, I forget. A it day. was it was just streaming nonstop, right? It was my understanding. Yeah, it was on a loop. It was on a for, loop for like twenty four hours. Or yes, something like that. And it was Donald Glover Presents. And when you pulled it up, it had that like sort of seventies multicolor thing that said yeah. Donald Glover Presents. Yeah. And then the website just went down, right? Yep, they took it down after a, after a day. Yeah. And then a week later, it just popped up on your like I I you know I've I've been listening to it on Spotify. Yeah, and then also when it came back up on like Spotify and things, it didn't have Donald Glover presents on it anywhere. It was nope. under the name Childish Gambino, and then the um, and then the title the of, cover is just white. It's just white, and the title of the album now is what three fifteen twenty. Yeah, which was the date the website came up, not the date it it hit. <laughs> yeah, Spotify, and, and also. There are no, or there are very few. Let me rephrase. There, yeah, there are two song titles. Two song uh, titles: "Algorithm" and "Time." Yes. And the rest of the song titles are just the time code at which it starts on the album. Yeah. So, so like thirty-two twenty-two is thirty-two yeah. minutes and twenty-two seconds into the album. Yep. Um, yep. The last song's fifty-three forty-nine. Yep. And there's no, there's no. He's released no commentary about any of this. It's just, right. It's um, just happened, as far as I, I know. I, I have read some interviews. He he worked with two producers, which on this album, and it took him like it took them like two years to to make this album because it was like very much like a collaborative thing where like some of these yeah. songs go on for like six minutes without without a traditional hook, you know? Yeah. But it's just these three guys in a room like over time just playing, right? Yeah. And he was asked about and but so DJ Dahi was the uh, the interview and he said that like you know from what he kind of took from how Donald wanted to do this album. Like, you know, I don't think it was like a big conversation that happened. It's just like, 
because when they were he's like when we were making the album all these t- songs had names yeah but from but from knowing donald yeah i'm assuming that he he's he's trying to push people to look at the album as a a singular thing versus yeah. singles because yes. we're 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 in a very soundbitey kind of um yep. time to where he'd rather you know you have to like find the song by listening to the yeah. album as a whole yeah and it i mean it plays that way it plays as one sort of big piece right yeah. it, it has mm-hmm. sort of an abbey road kind of thing to it where it's like this yeah. is one this is an album mm-hmm. uh and algorithm's good i mean it's a great you know if anything uh, at least in my couple listens through reads yeah. as a single it reads as a single but even it is not you know, yeah yeah algorithm like the the production on it is so interesting like yeah. it sounds like so the the lead vote like sorry i'm a nerd the Are lead vocal in that in that first uh verse yeah is him and he's kind of rapping in this kind of like deep monotone kind of voice yeah 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 and it sounds like his voice is it they're using like some sort of distortion plug-in on it yeah um to where it has this kind of thin distorted wash over the voice but it sounds like there's a gate on it when he stops speaking it cuts out and cuts back in so it's like Mm -hmm. kind of a specific you could have easily done a a kind of a high quality voice on there but there's probably a very specific choice as to why he didn't sure but it's it definitely caused me to kind of lean in like when i was hearing it you know no definitely um no it's great it's a great record he he released it in a super interesting and somewhat enigmatic way i mean he does you mentioned before he has that mystery you know that he's sort of cultivating around himself especially lately in his career and stuff like that although when you hear him in some interviews he doesn't he doesn't seem pompous he doesn't seem up his no. own ass about it he talks no, and like you not. know yeah you know he's not some recluse who doesn't ever like but it's just his stuff's just good enough that yeah <laughs> unless he no, comes absolutely. out and gives lectures about it like it feels mysterious and stuff like that it so. does yeah I, I don't know it just it it feels like he's like i'm i'm not gonna sing and dance for yeah. you yeah. unless i'm doing it in a very pointed way to yeah. where you're taking something from that yeah. at this point yeah yeah whereas you know the earlier donald donald glover is not wasn't that no you know like his stand-up very much felt like more of a person in need of attention yes. just it, like any stand-up any any comedian or yes. singer songwriter or like the the thing the reason we all start doing this thing is yeah. like we have this need for yeah. to be acknowledged for the thing that we're doing. Absolutely. I mean that's something I'd struggle with all the time. Sure. You know? Like Yeah, no, totally. And and you're you're absolutely right. That's that's one of the interesting dichotomies with Donald Glover is his early stuff is very sort of audience focused. It's sort of yeah. he seems like he wants the affirmation of the audience and he doesn't seem like he really He's got it now more than he's ever had it, and it doesn't seem like he needs it now, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. that's just fascinating and super mm-hmm. cool. All right. Well, should we Agreed. rate Donald Glover? Let's do it. All right. You want to go first? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, go I'm, I'm going to give him, and like, this is, this is just another straight 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. He's just great. Like, yeah. I cannot wait to see w- w- where he progresses from where he is. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to give him, l- let's, let's do a music video deep cut. I'm going to give him okay. 10 out of 10 waitresses with Donald Glover's head on them. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. What is that from? What is it? Which one? That's one's the that? sweatpants. That's video. sweatpants. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, another yeah. one of those kind of single uh, looping take videos. It's a great where one. He's he, he's walking through this diner, and again, it's directed by Hiro Murai. Yeah, and he's walking through this diner, and he he sits down. Yeah, 
um, at a table and a waitress comes up and then he gets up and he walks. Mm-hmm. I think he walks over to the jukebox. Yeah. Then he leaves out the back of the diner and then he walks back in through the back of the diner. But now he's coming in through the <laughs> start of yeah. the diner again. Yeah. And each loop he goes to the diner, things start to look weirder and weirder. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually to where when he walks in the last time, everyone has his head superimposed on them. Yeah. To where when the wa- the the waitress walks up, it's just really unsettling. Very and strange. Yeah. Um, but man, what a good video. Yeah, great video. Great video. Very surrealist. Um, all right, good. So ten out of ten. Damn. Uh, so okay. So here's what I'm gonna do. I okay. am going to give Donald Glover. I'm not gonna give him a ten out of ten. That's okay. Um, I'm going to give him. And I I struggled for this, but the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, I do want to reserve something. And I want to give him a 9.8 out of 10 because I haven't seen everything he's done yet. And that's the only reason. Sure. Like, I'm just yeah. hyped for that growth in the future. And it's not yeah. in no way a, a representation of he's not good in any way. Because he's yeah. he's so good at everything. No, I understand. And I, I do think that you're you're like, I feel like you're you're just like discovering yeah, th- this greatness. You're you know? you're absolutely right. Yeah, um, I, I've known him, but I didn't. I hadn't dug in as deep as in preparation for this episode, and I'm super hyped about yeah. it. And so I'm gonna give him a nine point eight out of ten soft boiled ostrich eggs. I think. You. And so. <laughs> okay, Teddy. Good. I I actually oh, kind of, I, I I had the thought of potentially using a an, a, 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 did, a, a raw ostrich. Did you, they are soft boiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but man, oh, they, those are God. nasty. Yeah, it's terrible. All right, everybody. Well, thank you guys for listening. This was a long one. We had a lot to talk about because Donald Glover's fucking awesome. Yeah, so he's, he's the he's the best. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you got to talk about all this stuff with him. Nonetheless, I'm going to jump right back into season one of you. Of absolutely Atlanta. should. Yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the uh, clapping for all the wrong reasons really soon. Um, yeah, this is the Comic Creators Podcast. This has been the Comic Creators Podcast. We're a dual production of Destination Nation Network out of Louisville, Kentucky and Rock Candy Podcast Network out of Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, you can send us your suggestions for stuff you want to hear us do episodes on. Uh, our Instagram is at Common Creatives Podcast and our email is commoncreativespodcast at gmail.com. Anything else we need to do before we close, Joe? Yeah, sorry if we had any dropouts or anything. I, I can't hear what you're recording on that end. Yeah, but we are. It sounded still... good on my end. So yeah, cool. Yeah, um, yep. I, we're we're still uh, we're still recording this remotely. Uh, it's not something we're super used to yet. Yeah. Um, but it didn't sound like we had as much uh, problems as we did on the last remote episode. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, and as far as a surrealist version of Atlanta, Georgia, and also being a sort of uh, nerdy early comics person who morphs into this sort of uber confident sex symbol david lynchian surrealist political commentator would you say that do you uh, agree concur not agree oh my god uh would you say that you concur doctor i'm not the doctor <laughs> that's true but i say it every time you do <laughs> you do, you do. Huh. yeah that's the line do you concur well, do doctor? you concur doctor yeah i don't yeah, think we've talked I... about this but i'll i'll, I'll do the 30 second thing of the you know where that comes from right i don't remember. our tagline our tagline yeah. comes from a film called catch me if you can with tom hanks and leo leonardo dicaprio when leo's what? pretending to be a doctor he watches a couple of like doctor based shows to prep to to 
pretend to be a doctor, his character. Right. And yeah. he the, on the on the show, the guy goes, "Do you concur, doctor?" And he goes, "I concur." And so then when <laughs> Leo gets called up, he says something like that. He says, "Do you concur, doctor?" And he says, "What?" Like it doesn't apply. He's <laughs> right, faking doesn't. it. <laughs> yeah. So does not. Uh, uh, yeah, I concur. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do. Okay. Good. All right. See cool. everybody. Doctor Harris. Yes. Do you concur? Concur with what, sir? With what Dr. Ashland just said. Do you, do you concur? Uh, well, there was a bicycle accident. Um, the boy told us. So you concur? Thank you for listening, DNN. To find out more, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.